Welcome to the morning community of Northridge Vineyard. Our deepest desire is that you will encounter Jesus as you listen in to our morning gathering. If you'd like to find out more about us, check out our website, northridge.org.au forward slash mornings. We're going to read Psalm 86 verse 1 through to 11. Hear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Guard my life, for I am devoted to you. You are my God. Save your servant who trusts in you. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, for for to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. You are forgiving and good, O Lord, abounding in love to all who call on you. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy. In the day of my trouble, I will call to you, for you will answer me with yours. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you, O Lord. They will bring glory to your name, for you are great and do marvelous deeds. You alone are God. Teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Great to be here with you. And uh, for those of you who haven't met, uh, my name is Matt, and I look after a ministry called Soul Survivor, which you have been supporting for the last 19 years. Yay. Thank you very, very much. So I'd love to do two things uh, today. First thing I'd love to do is say thank you, and then the second thing is share a message from that psalm uh, with us this morning. So I need you to be in receiving mode to be thanked, yes? You know when you're getting a present that you might actually like. So uh, what I'd love to share with you is what your support has been doing, that it would be a gift, a present to you, that you would see what God is doing and, and be encouraged, I hope so. So... For those of you who are not sure what Soul Survivor do, what we do is we take what you love, uh, Northridge Vineyard, and we put it in a car, and it drives to different places all around. So, okay, here's the slide. Sorry, we're speeding up, which is fine. This is the conference. Uh, This is another thing that we run. And uh, this is all your values put into five days. And this is the 19th conference that we've run. Where are you on the screen? I don't know where you are. Tell me something you see. You see... Great. Okay. Excellent. Here are some of the different things that happened in uh, April. There were 24 youth groups that came together uh, with Gen V as one of them. The most polite group, of course. No troubles at all. Thank you, Sam. From the top, 12 letters written to local MPs, 412 trees planted in your shire. The ranger and the tree people uh, who we went and planted the trees with were unsure of teenagers being interested in planting trees. They did it with joy. Uh, 1,600 pancakes flipped. Yes, we just had a rough idea. Uh, 
25 cars washed, 400 raised for compassion. That was with the local Anglican church, which the uh, median age of that church is around 70. And they said they'd love to somehow bless the community. They came up with the idea. We supplied them with the labour. And uh, they were very happy about that. 5,000 liners made. Days for Girls is an organisation that helps us to support young girls, in, particularly in Southeast Asia, who don't have sanitary packs, and so uh, young people make them. And so boys and girls sewed over 5,000 liners during the week. 398 people registered. Down the bottom, 120 pizzas on the Saturday. You've got to throw things in like that. 230 cars painted and assembled for... Uh, Operation Christmas Child. Anyone do the shoebox at Christmas to help children get a present? So they made cars for them. So good was apparently said a lot by our um, hosts. And uh, 1,400 coffees were poured. It's a lot of youth leaders. (laughs) And some house parents. So I've got a little video uh, to show you. Uh, that might help you see the kind of Christianity that you and I are trying to equip our young people to live. So as you watch it, see all the different bits uh, that make up this kind of definition of Christianity today. Here we go. So this is the kind of Christianity that you and I are trying to help our young people and young adults live. We have a little three-word saying, in word and in spirit and in action. And so this is the kind of following of Jesus that you believe in, that we believe in, that we're taking to the Anglicans, to the Baptists, to the Unitings, to the Independents, uh, to the Not Sure, uh, to schools, And uh, right now, this morning, a minibus uh, is filled with some young people and a couple of leaders, and they're taking them on a discipleship experience up to Yamba, where they're going to, over the three days, serve uh, children in Iluka with the gospel. And in the afternoons and nights, they're going to learn the values that you, Northridge, and Soul Survivor are absolutely together on with this intimate worship, knowing God intimately, uh, with knowing the power of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and the practical actions of his gospel. So that's happening, and they left this morning at 6 a.m., Uh, with the Baptist Church. So these are the kind of things you're supporting. And could you get back into receiving mode where I would just love to say thank you. Thank you sincerely for the last 19 years. And I do hope the next 19. Uh, Sincerely, thank you very much for being family. And uh, of course, there's uh, another uh, part of this relationship that uh, for my family, we, we were with you in church in 2004 and you let us be uh, part of your church and then part of the vineyard and, uh, and then on a bigger level, um, the vineyard church has played a big role in my development following Jesus and helping me to know not just to respect God but to love God. 
And these might be things that you are like, oh, Matt, that's so boring. Like, that just is normal. And I'd just like you to know that it's not. That it's not the norm. And, but there uh, is a beautiful country called Australia who would love to know God like the way that you know God. And, um, yeah, just love to say there are things that you can take for granted when you get used to them. But you're supporting us to take this message and ministry to others that they might know it too. So thank you. Yes? Thank one another. All righty. Well, the message part. Um, this morning's message is modelling a life that reflects our need of God. We would love to make sure, wouldn't we, that our young people and our young adults especially see that we need God. That we need God for his word that we just sang about before. That we need God for his Holy Spirit to fill us every single day in order to do the projects God has for us. But we need to model this in our words, in our lifestyles, at home, at work, at school and uni. We need to model that we need God. Unless we think that we kind of need God. And there's a whole book called the Old Testament that tells a journey of God wanting his people to be with him, of them being tempted to not need him. And what happens when that happens? And then, of course, through Jesus in the New Testament, Jesus being the only one that we need and which we are forever grateful for. Amen? Well, from God's word this morning in Psalm 86... Uh, simply, I would just found a place in, um, to express this kind of way that we can communicate with God, that we can say to God that I need you, that we can say to God, I need help. You are my shield. You are my protection. And this is the kind of things that we can say because it's the kind of things that we believe it's the way that I live. I know that my possessions, I know that my health, I know that my intellect, I know that uh, who I know in life is not going to save me. I know the emptiness of money. I know the emptiness of, of our earth in a sense, though I want to care for it completely. I know that I need Jesus. And I want to model this to this next generation that they might know that it's okay to say that God, you are my word, that God's Holy Spirit, you are the spirit that I want to live by, not by the culture of our times. I want to live in step with you, Holy Spirit, that I might end up in projects, helping the poor and the widows and the orphans. That that's where I end up when I'm living like that. So I know this is what you do and I know this is what we believe and I simply want to continue to encourage this afresh this morning. So let's look at this in word. 
For me, when I think about God being what I need in word, I think about when Jesus in Matthew chapter 4 says to the devil, what does he say? Man and woman shall not live on bread alone, on baker's delight alone, but they would live on anything that comes out of God's mouth. That is enough for me. So when I was 15, I played drums. Marcus, actually, uh, my cousin-in-law, uh, and, and Nick, I don't know how to describe our relationship, but uh, anyway, uh, Marcus was the first drummer in my life that I looked up to, and still do. <laughs> and uh, why am I saying that? Oh, that's right, because <laughs> what helped me in church go from, oh, do we have to, to, oh, I actually like this meeting. What helped me was playing drums. That's what helped me to engage with church. And uh, there was a worship leader when I was growing up in the 80s, a guy called Carl from America, and his journey with God, um, he tells about his, he's in his 60s now, and he tells about his journey with God way back when he was one of John Wimber's early worship leaders, and he tells the story that basically says, I wish I knew at the beginning when he was 15 that Christ was enough. His story is basically because he had large crowds to lead worship to. He went on aeroplanes and stayed in hotels and people sang his songs. All these things that people think they need. And he worked out through a hard, suffering battle in life to work out, that is not what I need. I just wish I knew, he says, that Christ was enough. This is the kind of thing that we need to be aware of. Am I modelling this to others? That Christ is enough that when it comes down to anything, Jesus is all we need. There are so many things that are for our young people and for our young adults that are absolutely luring them into saying, you need me. You need me. And this consumer society, which has been going on forever, uh, which always will be, is luring people to spend their time, their energy, their money, their passion on stuff that just doesn't matter. It's not that they're bad within themselves, not the people, but the things that our world is asking them to pay for and invest in. It's not that. And we know adults, we're in the same boat, aren't we? Yes? And if we're not careful, if we're not careful... God's word becomes something I probably should have. But we need to stop and go, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, Jesus. When I sang before, I'm desperate for you. Did I get lost on the word desperate and think, oh, I don't really like that word? You know, it's a bit too desperate-ish. Um, I prefer like, I kind of need you when things are hard. But my life is not desperate for you. But then when I stop and I think about Jesus and I think about all who he is and all he has done and all he wants to do, surely I could say, 
Jesus, you're all that I need. And I just wonder in our dinner time conversations, I just wonder in the way that we come and be part of God's meeting, that we might need to stop and before we walk in your wonderful doors and say, hang on a minute, I know all the things in my culture that are luring me, but I'm choosing to say that, Jesus, you're enough. Not the crowds, not the planes, the hotels, the, the cars, the, the holidays. What, Jesus, you're enough. You satisfy me. Amen? What about God's Holy Spirit? I think we need to model in a very tangible, practical way that we need a daily, a weekly, uh, um, every moment, asking God to fill us with his spirit. Now, the young people have stayed in here this morning not to be punished. Is that right, guys? Okay, write that on Instagram. Uh, The young people are about to... Are you guys ready to do your prayer ministry exercises? Because they're here this morning because they're going to line up and face you because they would love to pray for you. And we would love to model as his church that I need God. So, yes, their prayers might be theologically interesting. (laughs) They they might be short, (laughs) which some of us will say hallelujah to. But they're here because they want to live a life. They want to live a life on Sundays to see God be real by his spirit through his people admitting absolutely happily that I need God. And I don't need God to call my number in order to get prayer. I just need God. And I don't know what your afternoon is looking like, but do you need God? I don't know what your night's looking like, but do you want God? I want God. And the way the vineyard have modelled is we have a time of singing, teaching from his word, and then time to get prayer. As Bonnie said, you, you do it during the worship. We can do it at any time, can't we? And we do. But they've come this morning, so you're getting ready because I'm nearly getting there, which everyone's thankful for. Uh, They're coming to pray for you for anyone who wants to happily say and humbly say, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to say that though I've got everything, I need more of God. I need more of God. And this is the kind of thing we need to model, that we really need God. Um, The way that a guy called Mike Pilavachi, who's uh, a Greek lover of Jesus, who started Soul Survivor with a little guy called Matt Redman uh, 27 years ago, the way it began simply uh, is that Mike was an accountant and it wasn't going well. Things weren't adding up. Thank you. Uh, and he was, in, he was having a very uh, painful experience in his life with a relationship. And he um, was looking for, for God and he was in a, a lovely church, but no one prayed for anyone. And like, you know, just pull yourself together and read God's word more and it'll all work out. 
but he heard there was this little Anglican church in a place called Chorleywood, and he heard that people could get prayer at those meetings, and God turned up, and things changed. So he caught the train uh, up to Chorleywood and went to the church service and just went forward for prayer, and God started the process of healing his broken heart. And then he met little Matt Redman, and then the journey kicks off. And Mike tells that story because he wants us to be a church that is known in the community that you can have prayer, though you might not understand what that is, where God wants to start to put things right in your life. That's the kind of renown Jesus has. That's the kind of renown that Jesus' body has. And we need to model that in order for people to have a go. And the third thing I think that we need to, uh, reflecting our need of God, is I need God's projects, not just my good ideas. I need God's projects, not just my good ideas. So one of the most tangible experiences for that for me in the last 12 months is that we took our conference last year to Coffs Harbour. And I thought that it would be the, the conference because it, it had buses in it, it had Coffs Harbour in it, you know, like the big banana and the beach and it was getting away from mum and dad six hours away. You know, I thought there were all these things that were like, this is going to go nuts. You know, this is, and what that means in English is uh, it's going to go from like 400 people to 800 people. It's just going to be chaotic. Well, what ended up happening is we ended up having a very special, great and meaningful time with God. But Matt Gelding's ideas of what this was going to be wasn't the same. And when I had my little... I don't know if anyone he gets uptight about numbers. Uh, I don't know, but I, I do. I'm, I need healing. Uh, and at the end of the conference, I just said to one of my leaders, I said, oh, this has been incredible and fantastic and I've loved it and so many things have gone well and no one, you know, everything, no one crashed, it went great. Um, but they said to me, but Matt, you're a bit disappointed with the numbers, aren't you? And I said, yeah, I, I am, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, fearless leader, full of faith. Uh, and they said, well, Matt, we did this because we believed it was what God wanted us to do. And I went, oh, I failed. And for me, it reminds me that there are some ideas God wants to give you, always projects, adventures, no matter how old you are, or does it stop at 60? Or does it just go on and on and on? What's your next adventure? What's your next assignment? What's the next thing God wants you to do? And in that place, we get engaged with God. In that place, yes, our culture or even family members might say, oh, I'm not sure about this. Or your friends might say, oh, I'm not sure about this idea you've got. But in all faith and humility, you believe that this is God's project. 
I think when we say, I don't know God's projects anymore, and in fact, I think when we say, I'm just giving up, I think our heart starts to shrivel. And I get that. I've done that. I do that. And it's where I need to say, I'd like prayer. I'd like to ask God for his next assignment, no matter how scary it is. And um, to share with you, um, the next assignment God's given me with our team in Soul Survivor, amongst all the different things that we continue to do, which is we will have the conference at Pack Hills next year. Very good, very good. Uh, but the other little assignment God's given me to do with some of my team is to go and knock on the church where it's led by the Indigenous people and make friends and, and be together. And though some of you, which was very lovely and kind, said, good one. Um, I have found in sharing this journey a lot more people going, oh, really? And for me, that's like, fine, but... It's what I think God wants me to do. And it keeps me engaged and it keeps us moving in what we understand these projects are at the moment. What's your assignment? Is it to get prayer? Is it to say, God, I'm disappointed? That's okay in the vineyard, I've, I've learnt, to say to God, you know, this hasn't really worked out the way that I thought it would. And this is a home where you can say that and you can let the Father put his arms around you and love you and say, it's okay, daughter. It's okay, son. Your mind and your um, ideas, I love them, but this is what I've got for you. Are you in? We want to model to the next generation that we need God. We need him in his word, who is Jesus. We need him of his Holy Spirit every day of our life. We need him for the God projects he's called us to do because we have not had our heyday yet. Or have we? We haven't. Thank you, Northridge. Thank you for being a church that is doing this, that is believing this. Thank you for helping us to not give up when we are with people to like, are you sure God's spirit's like that? Are you sure he still does stuff like that? Why do you close your eyes? That's a bit embarrassing when you worship. Thank you for modelling that it's okay to let God love you and not be ashamed of loving him with all your life. Amen? Amen. Well, phones down from writing copious notes. And uh, it's 10.52. I've got eight minutes. You ready? Set. Come. Forward. Now. Quick. Everyone stand. Worship team here. Now we're getting into youth mode. Let's go. Everyone, let's stand.